I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Good afternoon, Anwar. Hello, hello, Fairlith. And hello, everybody else. How are you, Anwar? I'm doing well. How yeah. are you? I'm good. I mean, I'm all right. I'm. It's really warm, and I can't handle it. Apparently, I'm a very delicate thing, but uh, it doesn't stop me from being excited to talk about Disney news and this weird as hell movie we watched. Alice yeah. through the Looking Glass. Oh boy. Yeah, this movie just kind of went all over the place, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Just, all right, that's it. I mean, like. <laughs> And it sucks because it's like, I think part of me wanted to like it because I was like, oh, this is just like more of the really cool world that we're going to get to go back to. Mm -hmm. And then it just took, it just decided to do weird things. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Why? (laughs) I know. Yeah. It just did things that I don't know why they did. And yet here we are. And it's funny because, like, the box office super reflected that, too, apparently. Yeah, everyone knew what they were up to and they weren't having it. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Uh, All right, well, before we get super into it, let's get into the news. So, Disney News. news, uh, Let's see. Uh, So far, like, in... Because I know know we generally tend to focus a lot on... When it comes to Disney News, we tend to focus a lot on the parks because, you know... I love the parks. And also, they're just just ones that are really pumping out a lot of news lately. Yeah, that's Um, true. Just as of late, just because of, you know, pandemic opening, pandemic slowly, you know, slowing down and everything and things opening up. But uh, so a couple other things of news is, first off, uh, Black Widow is finally coming out oh. after after being pushed by like, like five times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's finally coming out uh, next, uh, actually this coming week, I believe. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, That's very so that, sudden. Thank you that for is, the news. You're welcome. <laughs> I, the, the fact that you didn't know that is actually kind of... Is I think indicative of just how I think how little people have st- are yeah. actually caring about this movie now, mm-hmm. and which is a real shame because when it was initially announced, everybody was super excited about it. A little confused because you know, like if if you if you've seen Endgame, you know that spoilers. If you haven't seen Endgame, also if you haven't if you seen haven't Endgame, seen Endgame, go watch like Endgame and stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> um. But Don't stop course, listening to the podcast. Just fast forward five minutes. <laughs> uh, but of course, in Endgame, Black Widow dies. And so when this movie came out, everyone was like, wait, what? Uh, but yeah. then, of course, this movie takes place, I believe, shortly after the events of Civil War. I believe. If I have I have no correctly. idea. Honestly, I saw the first trailer one time and I was so underwhelmed that I didn't look into anymore. So please teach us. Uh, but yeah, and so it's, it, it, of course, just mainly focuses on Natasha Romanoff and, you know, her story, which, you know, I'm all for because she's kind of like, she's like the main Marvel, like MCU female character, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's great that she's finally after like 20 years or not 20 years, what feels like 20 years, 20 some odd movies. And after a decade is finally getting her own movie. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like, the fact that it's happening after Captain Marvel is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Because, like, not that I don't like Captain Marvel. I love that Captain Marvel happened. You know, it's an okay, it's a good <laughs> movie. It's an okay movie. Uh, but, of course, I'm just happy that, you know, a strong female character was able to have her moment in the spotlight. The yeah. fact that Black Widow didn't get hers first, I think, is the problem. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. And so, yeah. But I'm excited that's finally happening. But I think just people's excitement for it have i know my excitement for it has definitely dwindled only because it just kept getting pushed it was yeah. just like oh we're releasing it at this point oh no suddenly we're releasing it six months later oh well, sorry like, no we're really if they don't care about it why should we and that's what it feels like yeah which is a real shame because i want to care about this character i want to care about her story and i want to and, and i want to support it because i want to support you know more strong female character films and female led films right because there's yes. a lot of there's a, there's going to be uh, a lot of good uh female characters in this film it seems uh so yeah like i want to support like uh, 
fundamentally i want to support this movie but then at the same time i'm like but if the studio doesn't give a shit then why the hell should i yeah like absolutely and i mean i don't think i feel like they felt pressured to make a black widow movie but i don't think anyone seems super passionate about it and i mean like it's also a shame that natasha romanoff is cast as a person who is not of russian descent and you know our um eastern european friend always opens up our eyes even more to like how little representation there is and then how um exotified it is so it's also like there's a it's a shame there as well so i don't know we're gonna see it but i i'm not afraid to be critical of it and i honestly i just wish they would act like they gave a shit about female heroes yeah and like because they they seem to just be pushing shang chi much more but like that's great too which is yeah so it's like it's like a weird double-edged sword it's like on the one hand i love that they're pushing shang chi because it's you know it's a primarily asian cast film uh asian led all that stuff right which is great more representation more badass asian characters but then on the other hand it's like okay yeah but you're pushing you know you're pushing a a film of a character who wasn't announced until after black widow was already announced and in pre-production yeah and technically black widow should have come out first so I feel like all your attention should be on that movie, and yet you're putting more attention on this other movie that is male-led. Yeah. Right? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, now it just feels a little weirdly sexist. <laughs> yeah. So no, I completely yeah. agree with you. It's, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, agree like, with you I, in every way. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm excited for both films, honestly. Uh, both for their own reasons. Again, Black Widow, because, you know, I want more awesome, badass female representation. Shang-Chi, because I just want more badass Asian representation. Uh, so both of those movies uh, are great for those reasons. Mm-hmm. The it's the advertising, yeah, that, that that is annoying me. That's what's annoying me. Legit. Yeah. So that's uh, that's I guess news on the Marvel front. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, 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 what? and I'm really excited about this. Uh, Jungle Cruise is coming out at the end of the month. Oh yes. Yes, Jungle Cruise comes out July 30th. I'm super excited about it. Uh, they released another trailer. Actually, it was really funny. Uh, I think I believe, I believe I retweeted it on our Twitter feed. Uh, but it's like it was from Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically is just like lounging in what I assume is like his ridiculous mansion, just like in his backyard. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's very, very funny. But he's like lounging there. He's like, yes, I'm very excited to be sharing this film with my co-star, uh, and then, like, pretends to, like, forget her name. Uh-huh. And then it's, like, calling to his assistant to be like, what's her name again? It's like, oh, d- don't tell me. I remember. I remember. Gives an entirely different name. It's uh-huh. just, it was, it was all done very, very comedically and all fully in, in full tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, obviously, like, knowing, uh, knowing Dwayne Johnson and, like, how he carries himself and how he very much pushes the fact that he has a big sense of humor... Yeah. Uh, you know that this is very much done in tongue in cheek, and you know it's not that's it's not actually done in any sort of malice, which I th- which yeah. is nice. He seems you like know, such a nice guy. Well, yeah, and and just because I, th- I I I firmly believe he has that much, he firmly uh, respects his co stars, and he respects Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, like I don't know if Emily put out something similar. I haven't actually looked it up, but I think mm-hmm. it'd be hilarious if she did. <laughs> She's like, yes, come watch my new movie with. That man, who is my co-star, just like <laughs> just like like same vibe, like fully forgets his name, has no idea who he is, you know. And of course, I'm, just because I'm sure it came from some kind of inside joke. The, I, I mean, that's that's cute though. I mean, oh yeah, of course, he's an yeah. unproblematic fave. It's fine. Yes, yeah. I mean, like because like it, like seeing interviews of him with with the rest of the cast of like when they did um, uh, the Jumanji reboots, like the chemistry between those those cast members is phenomenal and like i know that um his relationship with all of them is all really great and including of course uh karen gillen uh who's in that mm-hmm. movie you know so i i know i know that like he's 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 cracking these jokes because like it's insane for people not to know who emily blunt is yeah right like who doesn't know who that who she is <laughs> it's true i mean like so. i don't know people 53 and up maybe that's a very specific age, but okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so all in all, I'm excited for it uh, because, of course, like you and I have talked about this forever. Like we both love the Jungle Cruise ride. Yes, I'm, 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 I, I just remembered that the Jungle Cruise ride is gonna is gonna open at Disneyland in like probably a few weeks. 
And then, like, oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because they're finishing their their refurbishment this summer, and then we're gonna get like a bunch of like ride through videos of that, which I'm super excited about. So yeah, so it's and it's just great. I'm very excited to see another movie based on one of the rides, of course. And, me too. Yeah. I hope there's lots of like little references, like in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, that made me so happy. Oh, there must be. There has to be. I mean, like in the trailer, you see that he basically does the ride like he does all the jokes from the ride yeah basically i mean you're right i'm just excited (laughs) Um, i'm excited too yeah well did i tell you oh you'll hear it first on discast is Uh, i'm i've um started looking into moving to california with my uh partner really Um, yeah well we've made a consultation about it we're we're talking about it being part of our five-year plan and i just Uh keep thinking like even if i can't find any success artistically at least i can be a jungle cruise skipper (laughs) (laughs) you'll finally get to live your dream and it's funny because because my dad my dad just the other day when i was at work with him literally asked me he's like uh if you could pick any if, if you had if disney offered you any job what would it be and i was like well there's you know, obviously my dream of being a Dapper Dan at Disney. <gasps> oh, you know uh, what we could do? We could wax you and you could play the rock at Disney for the Jungle Cruise face character. That's what you could do. You, I'm, not you nearly, are... I'm not nearly big enough. I'm well, not nearly big enough. The man is taller than I am and he is wider than I am. I have we'll a put lot some to khaki, <laughs> a khaki shirt on you and we'll pad you a little bit, but not very much. No, don't pad me. I don't want to be like Gaston. Well, I, I'm out of ideas then. And I think you're the only person who could play Dwayne the Rock Johnson at Disneyland. I don't think anyone in person would think that you were too small. I think this is the dream. Anyway, go on. Go ahead. I just thought maybe you hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I appreciate your confidence, but I have so much confidence. But also, I just think it would be incredibly problematic if somebody were to be like, "You're not even Samoan." I mean, like, I know, I'm sorry. Like, well, I can't, to be like, fair, just... Pocahontas is still in the park, so I just figure, like, as oh, God, far as they right. are yeah. concerned, anything fucking uh, goes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Pocahontas is still a face character in Disney, and she's oh, never played man. by an indigenous actor. Oh. You had to remind me of that. Sorry, yeah, yeah. God I'm just saying, it. like, yes, it would it would be technically incorrect, but Disney would do it, and you might be Disney the would do it. Disney man would, would do, do it. You're right. You're right. Disney <sighs> would do it. I'm not laughing because I approve of it. I'm laughing because it's 2021, and this is still the world. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then like, he, and then I also said, well, and also, you know, I would just love to be like in the chorus of like the Disney songs. Or even like yeah. the singing voice of a Disney prince or just any Disney character. That would just be amazing. And then he's like, well, why don't you do it? And I'm like, well, because there's a whole bunch of hoops that I'd have to go through. I mean, I'd have to like, you know, I'd, like I'd have to probably move down there and like I'd do a bunch of auditions. And then like that's even if I even get a chance and all this other stuff. And like, I don't know. If, I don't know if they would even hire me as a Dapper Dan. Who knows? Why would anyway, they? I don't know. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe in yourself, Anwar. My gosh. But also, like, Disney really looks into your past history, and, like, so much of my past history is not what Disney would want in their brand. Just shave your mustache. They'll never figure it out as you. <laughs> like, this is secretly not me. Yeah. And then get a, a mustache made out of the mustache you shave, and then you can put it on uh, when you want to be in disguise. Disney will never know. That's that. That's just a hilarious concept. Somebody just, like, walking around with a fake mustache made with real mustache hair. Yeah, well, I mean, I think most most of mustaches are made with uh, real hair, just maybe not mustache hair. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I, don't, I, I, don't I don't know. I've lost know. the plot so badly. I just I want you to be able to do whatever you dream of. <laughs> and I appreciate that. And who knows? Maybe I'll look into it and be like, oh, so that's what I'd have to do. I don't know. We'll we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. But also, just like the idea of living in the states in the states is not super exciting to me. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly. Just fundamentally. If, if I could find um, success in, in screenwriting while living here, then that would be great because I would like to not have to pay huge insurance premiums. But I understand that I've gone off the subject. I just have a lot of thoughts today. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jungle Cruise comes out July 30th. We're going to go and then we'll come back. With... I'm still debating on whether or not we just do a full episode dedicated to that movie. Why we... not? Because, like, I mean, like, that's a movie that we've been excited about. Because, like, uh, every other every other new release that's come out, like, with Raya and Luca and Cruella, we've just done, like, quick reviews of. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this one is going to be particularly special. Yes. I think. Well, we can do whatever we want because it's our podcast. 
That's very true. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out. It's fine. We're excited for it. We're gonna we're gonna watch it when it comes out. So oh, yeah. And, and I'm gonna then... watch it with a notebook, y'all. <laughs> It'll be great. Now, okay, so now it's your turn. What have you got for Disney News? Okay, well, uh, my Disney News is pretty brief and probably for the best. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but uh, one thing I have for you is that the Matterhorn is open again at Disneyland Park. Not only is it open, they have started lighting it again. Um, yeah, so it's very, very beautiful, and there's lots of pictures. I'm going to save one right now so I can try to remember to post it on Instagram. I'll send it to you, and Anwar. Um, but that's very exciting to me because the Matterhorn is one of my favorite rides. It's um, I have a picture of myself and my mom uh, framed of, of us on the Matterhorn from when I was eight years old, and it's hung up in my house because I just that ride is so special to me. So I'm very excited. Oh, the Matterhorn. Yeah, they, they've had to refurbish it a lot. Uh, apparently, the story going around, and I'm sure it's true because Disney fans know everything. I don't even understand how they learn all the stuff they know, but um, it, <laughs> apparently it's falling apart a bit. It is very old. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, the it's it's an opening day attraction. Yeah, no. Yes? No. Is Isn't it? it? Well, let's find out right now. I think it was a little, it was before Walt's death. Um, yeah. Uh, Matterhorn opening date is. Uh, it has to be 1955. 1959. 1959. Okay, so oh, so then maybe oh, so it was maybe it was during the second round of like big attractions that came through. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Like um, with pirate, like with pirates and haunted mansion. Yeah. 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 Why do I um, think it was an opening day attraction? Well, it's an almost opening day attraction. I mean... It's shy four years. Yeah, exactly. Um, June okay. 14th, 1959, it opened, and it is the first uh, tubular steel roller coaster in the world. Uh, it's a really fun ride. Uh, it has wonderful animatronics that have been updated. It has wonderful paint that has been updated all over it. And I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's just a gorgeous piece of art. Yeah. Um, and it's got my favorite little splashdown in, in any roller coaster in the entire world is the end of the Matterhorn. I think that is such a charming feature. So I'm glad yeah. that they're keeping up with it. I'm I'm uh -huh. sure in our lifetimes it might get torn down. I think we'll, by the time we're dead, we'll see lots of weird changes that will um, mm. hurt us. But for now, uh, the Matterhorn is back and better than ever and ready to go. So if you're going to Disneyland anytime soon, it's back. Um, so that's one piece of news. I just really love the Matterhorn. And then uh, we've got, uh, you know, Mickey's Philhar Magic? Yes. The show? Yeah. Um, the animation in that is very old. So they're talking about redoing all of it. But uh, more than anything, the reason that they would be doing it is to match their new segment, which is Disney and Pixar's Coco, which I'm really excited Ooh. about. Mm -hmm. I dig that. Me too. So uh, Coco's going to get a big feature in Mickey's Philhar Magic, and people are speculating, at least, that the animation will be updated to match it. Because, you know, you look at that old, early 2000s CGI compared to what they can do now, and it's uh, very different. Did very you, different. Have, have you seen Toy Story, like the first one lately? I haven't, actually. Well, you look at it, and it's like, oh my god. Like, yeah. that dog is, that dog is fucked up. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, like, but I, like, I, I fully forgive, I fully forgive it. Oh, I do too. I'm not mad yeah, about like, it. It's just very funny to look at him now and it's like, oh no, buddy. <laughs> and the people, uh, but that's its own. Yeah. Fish. <laughs> um, yeah, like, well, because of course, like, Toy Story was, like, the first full length CG animated film. Yeah. Right? And, like, the, I mean, just the nice thing is, is that, is how well it just, took off like it was yeah spectacular like toy story is amazing i love toy story toy story is incredible like good storytelling is good storytelling and i don't think anyone yeah. watching that movie would be like oh how dare they not be up to the <laughs> standard of cgi as they're pioneering yes. the art form how dare they how dare they have 1994 Five? Five? yes you're i think you're right 1994 computer graphics technology that had literally never been done before yeah <laughs> exactly uh yeah 95 you were right i am incorrect um no i i was wrong you were right i was wrong right i was 95 you were oh. i said 94 then you said 95 and oh. then you just assumed i was right because i'm a man well no i forgot which one i had said honestly <laughs> um so i was just guessing but uh, uh 
you you also i think you're you're right because you have a very confident air about you i mean confidence doesn't necessarily mean i'm right well yeah but it's very soothing it's very calming you know your confidence I suppose. um <laughs> the disneyland app has updated to describe wait times as a 30 minute standby wait whereas before it just mm-hmm. said 20 min 30 min whatever yeah. um this could end- indicate a couple of things virtual queues of course are now part of the disneyland app you can get into one for indiana jones you can get into one for rise of the resistance so um they standby line and and web slingers rather mm-hmm. um standby line in those cases refers to people who don't sign up on the app and uh stand in line but this also could indicate the fast passes are coming back to the Disneyland Resort because, of course, there aren't any right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have mm. recently brought back single rider, so it could indicate either one. I more virtual queues coming to the park. I don't think would necessarily be a bad thing, but I do think that the virtual queue is a big hurdle to people who are not super technology savvy. I am not confident that I'm going to get through the virtual queue uh, when I go there, so I don't know. We'll have to see what happens, but. Um, the virtual queue is the thing that they did with Rise of the Resistance, right? Where, like, yes. at a certain time, you have to be like, I want to book a time to ride this ride kind of thing. That's yes, the and queue. there's only so many passes per day, so you might not get on the ride at all. Hmm. I mean... Eh. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, I feel like that can only really be, be applicable for brand new rides, like when Rise of the Resistance first opened... Yeah, like I now... mean, Pirates of the Caribbean is never a really long ride, and it's, like, one of the most popular ones in the park. Yeah. Maybe Space Mountain, though. I mean, maybe, because I've seen, I've seen wait times of that one go up to, like, two hours. Yeah, and it breaks down a lot, too. It does break down. Which really makes the, poor... the standby line crazy. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, like, what else is a super popular Disneyland ride? I mean, like, Matterhorn has a very long queue, but it's not themed. I would be very happy to join a virtual queue and then go to the Jolly Holiday Cafe while I wait, you know? Yeah, um, that yeah, that works. Uh, I don't know, like Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. That that ride line can get very long. Yeah, I mean Peter long, Pan's long, flight. Long. If you want to talk about long. Oh rides. yeah, what about Peter Pan's flight? That would be a great candidate for it because, like, honestly, do you think Peter Pan's flight is worth an hour long wait? Honestly, no. <laughs> no, me neither. It's really like, charming. It's, it's great. Yeah. The ride vehicle is amazing. It's an opening day attraction. But like, I don't understand why that line is always so long compared to say Pinocchio. Has, I think Pinocchio is always, better. It has always boggled my brain as to why Peter Pan's flight has is consistently between a thirty to forty minute wait. Right. We have to and go there at the beginning like, of the day. We have to interview people. It's like, why are you here <laughs> instead of Splash Mountain? And, and have them explain it to us. Well, because the thing is, is like, yeah, like, and, and I mean, like, I know that when you're there for Magic Hour, like, because during Magic Hour, they only open, they only have um, Fantasyland and they have uh, Tomorrowland open. That's right? it? Yeah. During extra so, Magic Hours? Yes. That's not even so, worth it. You say that. However... <laughs> However, when you're there, when you're at Magic Hour, because it because there's so significantly so few people, it is so easy to get on those high uh, on those high wait time rides. Like you can get on Peter Pan's flight almost immediately. So yeah. you can do that, get that one out of the way, and then like <laughs> later on in the day, four hours later, when you're like, Oh yeah, Peter Pan's flight, there it is, forty, forty five minute wait, you're like, I already did it. It's fine. So yeah. that's Gosh. just a little that's just a little trick, a little way to do it. Like if you wanna like honestly my recommendation is to arrive as early as possible to Disney, whether you're doing Magic Hour or not, get there as soon as possible, uh, and hit Peter Pan's flight. Or hit the storybook rides in in Fantasyland. Just knock those right out of the park. Just knock those out right away. Knock them out of the park. That's very funny. I know. I I was gonna go that way, and then I'm like, that's that doesn't sound right. But so <laughs> so do those first, and then head to Tomorrowland and do Space Mountain, and then get that out of the way, and then you're done. And then all you need to do is just worry about all the other rides because by the time you finish Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. Magic Hour is already over, and then they open up the rest of the park, and then you can head over to Adventureland. Do Adventureland. You're you're already in the park. You're like a 10-minute walk straight to Indiana Jones. Just fucking go do it. And yeah, then, good point. And then, and then head over to Norland Square for Pirates and, ha- and Haunted Mansion. Like, Oh, gosh. This if is I how... had an annual pass, I would spend all day in New Orleans Square. Anyway, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's like, that's like some fun tricks to kind of cheat and get, and, uh, like get the best, uh, I guess, knock like just 
use them use your time most efficiently and then once you're done disneyland if you have a park hopper because you can be done disneyland at that point pretty like within like the first four six hours uh because you've already done so many of the rides ahead of time then if you have a park hopper you can head over to california adventure and you can relax and do california adventure and then because what they do is they swap magic hour so if you have a california adventure magic hour go do that and then they have i think i'm trying to remember which ones they have um what was it when we were there what uh i think it was i think they had cars land open I would hope so. Radiator Springs Racers looks like the thing to get done with, you know. Yeah, because that one goes up to like, is is like same idea. It goes up to 40, 50, 60 minute wait wait time. A fantastic ride, but that's a long ways. The ride ride is spectacular. Oh, yeah. It's just a long wait. Yes. (laughs) I Um, can't wait. Yeah, so same idea. Like, knock out the high ticket rides, uh, like the high wait time rides out of the way, get those done. And then you have the rest of California adventure. And then basically just do what I just said, but just do it in the reverse and then go to Disneyland. And then you have like a good, then you can just kind of chill and you can knock out a bunch of rides and just hang out and see characters and stuff. So yeah, totally. Awesome. Very yeah. wise. Um, little honestly, way, little ways <laughs> to cheat the system. Ugh, well, I got to go with you so you can teach me. Um, yes. That's really all the news I have. Like just things are opening back up. I'm psyched. Yay. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, in that case, <laughs> let's move on to our main topic, which is Alice Through the Looking Glass. All right. Now, I feel like I should read you the plot of the film. It's right. a bit of a long read because it's convoluted as hell. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to I'm just going to read it to you. This is what happens in this film. Spoilers ahead. It came out in 2016. I'm not sorry. We're talking about it. All right, Alice has spent the last three years following in her father's footsteps and sailing the high seas. Upon her return to London from China, she learns that her ex-fiance, Hamish, were they even really engaged? I mean, nope, nope, has taken over his deceased father's company and plans to have Alice sign over her father's ship in exchange for her family home. What a villain. We knew he was a dick, but what a sinister guy. I mean, I yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, I need to... He's just oh. a dick the whole time. His stupid also, mustache. Oh, his stupid mustache, I know. His stupid I also, mustache. I can't suspend my disbelief about Alice being a ship captain, but we'll get there. <laughs> Alice follows a butterfly she recognizes as the caterpillar and returns to Wonderland through a mirror. This is also Alan Rickman's last film, everybody, so alas, there's that. Alice there's, is a dedication, by... there's a dedication to him at the end, and I just yes. immediately choked up. I was like, oh, Alan. I know. I just, yeah. We stand yeah. Alan Rickman. We stand Alan Rickman, but, like, what a film to be your last film. I know. <laughs> um, Alice Crash Lands. Uh, weirdly, weirdly, it's hard to explain. Um, where the White Queen, the White Rabbit, the Tweedles, the Dormouse, the March Hare, the Bloodhound, and the Cheshire Cat are hanging out. They inform her that the Mad Hatter is acting madder than usual because his family's Uh. missing. That is the plot of the movie. Mad Hatter's family's missing and he's sad. So, and I mean, here comes the, like, I kind of ship it, but I don't like his characterization as much in this movie. So, eh. anyway. I mean, this movie's just a mess. I don't like anything about it. Alice tries to console him, but he remains certain that his family survived the attack of the Jabberwocky. The White Queen, believing that finding the Hatter's family is the only way to restore his health, sends Alice to consult Time, who is Sasha Baron Cohen, and it and convince him to save the Hatter's family in the past. The White Queen warns Alice that history will be destroyed if a person's past and present selves meet. And I mean, do should I go through all of it? Anwar, it's insane. I'm I mean, sorry, that's an ableist word. It's it's fucked. I mean, you could, but I feel like we're just gonna touch on it as we talk right. because, like, you can't avoid it. <laughs> yeah, this movie, this it's movie about is time bonkers. travel. There's a time machine, There's and you time go to travel in it. You don't put Oy. in the year. You put in an, a, a a picture, like a just the a picture, day. and then it it sort of takes you to the right place ish. I don't know, like, cause like. It plays on the idea that the way the calendar works in Underland is by days, just by days specifically. Yeah. And which is which is already a super bonkers idea to me because yeah. how like what does every single day just have a different name? 
And so if that's the case, if that's the case, how many days to a year? How long do you know how many days have gone by? Like, how how do you have any concept? Well, Anwar, it's terrible world building. It makes no sense. Like it, it was like it. It was already kind of questionable in the in the last one because they were referring to the Brillig Day and the Frabjus Day. But I feel like those I, like it felt like those were just kind of um, because Underland already kind of feels like a weirdly timeless, uh, like a weirdly timeless um, world, right? Yeah, like it like it like in which time doesn't necessarily work the same way as it does for us, right? And yeah. so you could have it where it's like, oh, yeah, the Brillig Day happened and that was a specific, there were a specific events that made that day significant. Same mm-hmm. with the Fravgis Day. Whereas in this one, they were just like, oh, yeah, no, this one thing happened on the Fell Day or this one thing happened on this day. And it's like, okay, too many things are happening and almost none of this is significant. This is just like regular shit that happens in life. Yeah. Like what? Like when they bring up like, oh yeah, like the accident that the re- that that the, that the that the Queen of Hearts had when she was younger at this at uh, on this specific day, it's like, you mean where she just fell and bonked her head? It makes like, no sense. Like okay, and I uh, okay. So let's let's start because now I'm just jumping. Okay, so no, it's okay. I get it. It's a okay, time travel so, situation, which is already bonkers to me enough already. Like time travel, like. It, you have to do time travel right. You time have to at least is, put some thought into it. Yeah, and you have to have some... You have to have a thing where... If you're going to do time travel, it needs to make sense. Because there's already so many different rules for time travel that, mm-hmm. that you know, contradict each other already. So the whole concept is already super bonkers. So I feel like it just needs to be done well. And in this in this movie, it just doesn't... It just doesn't do it well, I don't think, because so much happens that just does just doesn't need to happen. Yeah, and like, it makes no sense. It's unnecessary, and it that's is, the annoying yeah. bit. And it's that's so long, bit. so much happens. Yeah. It's yeah, but it's not entertaining. Like I don't know about you, but I no, found it very not. boring. Yeah, I like I was like as I was watching the movie, I was sitting there, and Colin kind of caught glimpse of my face, <laughs> and, and, and he and he was just like, "Are you having fun?" And I'm like, "Honestly." Sure, I guess. Because, like, okay, so for me, this movie, so it was, I enjoyed the first bit where she was the ship captain, she came home, she confronted everybody, yep. you know, then, you know, Hamish was a dick to her and was just like, oh, we're going to make you a clerk instead. And it's like, cool, so you're basically downgrading this person who literally proved that she was better than you in every aspect of your life. Yeah, right? but also, and like, so, there's no way she would have become a ship captain. There's no way. She's a little blonde girl. This is coming from a woman. Like, it's just, it's it's so, I don't, and, like, I don't know. It's just, like, girl power that completely ignores the actual context of what was possible at the time. It's just like, okay, well, okay. this is sugar. It has nothing to do with empowerment or anything else. It's just, it's just fake. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. It didn't feel grounded to you. It didn't feel grounded. Like it didn't there feel was, grounded in reality. Yeah, it didn't feel grounded okay. in reality. And I don't believe the character that Alice is in this movie or the last one would even necessarily want to be a ship captain. I. Ugh. Okay. I mean, I can. I. I see your point. For me, it didn't really like. It wasn't super. It didn't phase me the fact that she was a ship captain, or at the very least, that she was. Uh, that she was skilled enough to you know captain a ship you know yeah so like it that that kind of stuff didn't necessarily phase me i mean because well, i'm not remember- saying she isn't skilled enough i'm saying it's the 1800s or very yeah it's the yeah. 1800s and she's a woman and like that it's just they don't really touch on the, it's it's very weird well remember because she had been at sea for three years yeah right and so i feel like the crew that she had with her is the same crew that she had for the three years right and mm-hmm. so in that time, they probably seen her do things that would probably change their opinion, not just of her, but of women in general. Right. Because like uh, like she so she sailed from England to China. She uh, probably was quite well liked by the Chinese and by, you know, because at one point she mentions that like when she's wearing that super colorful dress. She's like, if this dress is good enough for the Dowager Empress of China, then it's good enough for Hamish. And I was like, okay, to to ha- to get an audience with any royal 
doesn't matter where they're from. That's pretty impressive. Right. And so I feel like in those three years, she'd more or less kind of proven herself to be someone who, you know, is skilled, is mature, is, you know, is able to just kind of um, supersede all the expectations that these these men, these sailors had of her only because she was a woman. Right. So you're right. Maybe in the beginning they didn't expect, oh, this is a woman. She's never going to captain us. Suddenly, three years later after all the shit that they've seen her do and basically beat those expectations, they have a newfound respect for her. Right. Yeah. Cause you're right. when with the, when you're with the same crew for three years, a lot, can, a lot happens. Right. And it's you true. build that sort of camaraderie and that bond and that friendship. And I think that's why when, when she was trying to, when they were trying to escape from those pirates in the beginning, when she had that crazy plan, the only person, like, they didn't really second guess her plan. They were just like, wait, you want to do what? And basically, yeah. which basically was just like lean the ship to a side so that it could skim the shallow waters. Right. And so, yeah. like, they just they just went with it. They're like, yep, we're going to go ahead and do this because, you know, Alice knows what the fuck she's doing. So the fact that she was a ship's captain didn't shock me because when you think about it, it, you know it would make sense that eventually she would get to that point. All right. Cause she's already a super headstrong, uh, super uh, skilled person as it is. Right. Yeah. So, well, like, to, I, what yeah. I'm saying is like, yes, it would make sense now. It's just then like, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. And I think like, yeah, she earned it. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it or whatever. I'm mm. just saying like, it's the 1800s. That's <laughs> all. Well, and I think that plays in when she does come back, because when she does come back and she attends the, that party that apparently she wasn't invited to, but she decides to crash anyway, because why not? Yeah. Uh, everyone else was like, what, you a ship captain? No, there's no fucking way you're a ship captain. Like, go be a clerk, which is which is that exact thing, right? Yeah, they immediately, Yeah, they immediately went to that. They immediately went to the expectation of what men would presume a woman's role be in the late 19th century right so yeah and so like that whole all of that i really really enjoyed because i i i liked seeing that and i liked seeing this this aspect of her character and also i just like seeing you know people kind of come up and like fight back against people who don't believe them kind of thing like so that whole interaction when she's in the real world i really enjoyed yeah well fair enough you know and then, you know, and then she finds out about how Hamish wants to take the take the take the ship and leave them the house because apparently her mom decided to just sell all the rights to the company to him. And I was like, really? What? what? Like, that's just a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Right. So it's like and I mean, like, part of me is like, look, I get that maybe you didn't think that she was going to come back. But at the same time, like if she's sending you letters like. Yeah. I don't know. I just Even think if that they're what, infrequent. Yes, yeah. I just, I just think I just think what she did was a super shitty thing to do. I agree. Yeah. And then she finds herself in a study in in the in the in Hamish's father's study. Now, here's the thing is when they said that, oh, someone like, sir, someone's in your father's study. Part of me was like, oh, maybe this is going to be significant uh, because why 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 make it? that they specifically said that it was the father's study who we know was already sympathetic and was an ally to Alice. Mm -hmm. Right. Why would they, why would they point it out that it's her father's study if it wasn't going to be significant? Because what I had thought, and mind you, I hadn't seen this movie since like it came out. So yeah. I had thought, so I basically forgot everything. So I had thought that maybe like it was going to be significant in that she was going to be in that study specifically, whether she comes back through the looking glass or whether she finds something in that room that makes it so that, Oh yeah, no, she can still maintain her side, her portion of the company kind of stuff. Like something significant was going to happen. And so it felt like just a giant red herring to point out the fact that it was her father's, that it was uh, Hamish's father's study. It just felt pointless. By yeah. the end of it. I was like, well, that's just a dumb piece of information. I didn't give a shit whose study it was. It could have been any study. It could have been like, be like, sir, someone's in the library. Yeah. Big deal. Like it, it, it did not matter. So she no, finds, totally. so she goes, so she goes through the looking glass. And I liked this. I liked when she made it through the looking glass and found herself in that little, in that room. Because uh, from what I understand and in looking into like the comparison between the movie and the book, this happens almost, ex almost, almost identically. She goes through yes. the looking glass and she finds herself in a, in a really cool room where there's like a cool clock with a face. There's a chessboard playing chess. 
You know, I did like the intru- the inclusion of Humpty Dumpty as a character who was of course yeah. a character from the Looking Glass book. Uh, and so I I thought that room was really really cool. And then she just and then she goes through a door and just plummets. Yeah. And I was like, so she was just in a room floating in the in the sky. Yeah. Like, it's it's funny because it's like it's. I don't know. I don't know. I I I guess so. It's not it's not connected to the same like this movie like the way it goes I guess isn't isn't as um believable as the world presented in the books. Like that seems Maybe. to have its own internal s- rules, but that this movie to me seemed very random. Yeah, I don't know. Just this this movie seemed felt felt very disjointed, I guess. Yes. Uh, and I didn't yeah. like the costumes as much this time. I loved every single costume no. in the first one. And these ones yeah. I didn't like nearly as much. Yeah, they just kind of felt meh. Yeah, um, trying hard. Yeah, and then yeah, and then basically she finds herself like in front of all the characters that we all know from the last movie, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fine. It was, you know, it was nice to see everyone else, you know, everyone interacting. And then, oh no, Hatters, something's wrong with him. And then they go into this 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 whole thing about how he believes that his family is alive, which fair, I guess. Like that's yeah. I I feel like that's something that is good to kind of dwell on. Maybe like if you find like if if after all this time you thought your your family was dead, and then suddenly you find a hint that they are in fact alive. Mm-hmm. I feel like. And knowing the Hatter and knowing that he's somebody who likes to get shit done, because we've seen that in the last one, he's yep. he's a character who gets shit done, to find him moping around yeah. and not hatch a plan in order to try and find his family again yeah. feel, feels super out of character. But to me, the whole thing seems like a super weird plot for a movie about this. And the the issue for me is that all the characters are in on it. And there's a very um, there's a through line that is all about this. Whereas the books of Alice in, in Wonderland and through the Alice through the Looking Glass or through the Looking Glass and what Alice found there rather mm. are a series of basically a series of vignettes or short stories sort of like Mm -hmm. the wizard of oz and i um this method of using the alice character in the wonderland universe i think is less effective it seems much much less mysterious sinister and magical and whimsical and just kind of normal with magic to me okay like like they're just normal people you know what i mean like i'm not saying it's normal but yeah i see what you're saying i do think that the previous film did it a, did a better job of it. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, the previous film definitely did a better job. It definitely did a better job of making these characters seem whimsical. Yeah, and you know, and like it's it's not necessarily the fact that you know, oh, they tried to give these characters even more background in history because, like, you know, they were giving us all of Terrence's family and his whole history, literally to when he went down to a child. They gave mm-hmm. us a bunch of the history of Erasabeth and Marana, their whole history. Again, way back when, when they were a child. They gave us a reason why the why the Red Queen's head was as big as it is. Like, Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I feel like until that point, it's like, okay, yeah, like, I guess it's kind of interesting that to know all that stuff. But then at the same time, like, honestly, I didn't really need to know everything, no. every last thing about the about the hatter's yeah. family make his... it all less mysterious and less magical by explaining it to death but even then like it's you could have like okay prime example so when so when alice because again time travel is a thing here mm-hmm. when alice goes back in time to uh to the day when marana gets gets crowned princess and then and then gets and then the announcement happens that Erasabeth is not going to be the the main monarch of Wit's End. Uh, there's a whole thing about how apparently like Marana lied about something, and you're kind of like, oh, like what was it that she could have lied about? Turns out it's about eating tarts, which is fucking stupid. So stupid. Why is the queen even in the kitchen? 
Doesn't make any sense, Admiral. Why is the queen in the kitchen? Get out of my kitchen! What? Why are you in there? Why is the queen in the kitchen? The queen shouldn't be baking tarts. That, that's what, like... That's not her role. That you no. literally have someone in the kitchen to do that for you. Yeah. And I know, like, the original rhyme is the queen of hearts, she made some tarts, but, like, the way they frame it in this makes no sense based on the world presented to us. It's lazy yeah. and it's sloppy and I don't like it. And then, like, at the end when, like, Alice is, like, trying to, like, talk to the hatters about uh the blah blah day in which we think they're vaporized um marana comes in and she's like yes that day that snowy day like literally gives the name of the day which i can't remember. i think it's like the it's like the fell day at the stroke of six i'll never <laughs> forget that snowy day and i'm like okay okay cool so like wow that was just pointless and stupid it felt so like that kind of exposition to give us literally that much information about that day felt so it felt weird. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Right? It's poor writing. It's two hours long and feels like three. I just, all I can say is like, this isn't even good, bad. This is just a boring movie that yeah. is shiny. Yeah. And then like, and she, so she hears about that, the incident that made that, uh, that caused the queen to have her head expand in the first place. And she's like, Oh, if I go and stop that, then all this will change. Basically everything that happens when she goes back to that day, the day, like the fell day or whatever, that whole sequence, if you could, if you had removed that entire sequence, and then if you made it that the queen, that, that Marana somehow just explained what happened and maybe even just in a quick flashback if you really if you really want to like give us a visual aspect which i don't think you need if if marana had just like given like a normal retelling of the events that had happened in which she's like it really is my fault i lied about not eating a tart and then (laughs) but also it seems like those stakes are so low they're so low that's the thing that's the that's the even more bonkers thing yeah. Is that like is like Marana lied about not eating a tart, so the mom so the mom was like, you know, you shouldn't it's like uh said to a rat it's like uh something along along the lines of just like, you know, I asked you not to eat my last tart. Like she wasn't even really all that mad. Yeah. And then Erasabeth ran out of the castle and like, then why? Because she I don't know, because and then oh, okay, good. And then freaking and then Alice goes and follows her, thinks that she's gonna hit her head on a clock. Like tackles the frogman carrying the clock, and then she ends up ends up slipping and hitting her head on a thing anyway. So that's what causes her head to swell because I guess she has a brain hemorrhage now. That's insane. Uh, sorry again, you should stop saying insane. But like, why is this the plot of this? But like, that's but what I'm saying is that whole sequence where she goes back in time to that specific day, that entire thing didn't need to happen. Not at all. It was boring and dumb and did nothing for the plot. The best, yeah. the most that it, it did, if anything, was probably give us an understanding of what it was that Marana lied about. But even yeah. the lie itself felt was so low stakes and so just dumb. It just felt like a letdown. Yeah. Right? I agree with and you. Then, Very and anticlimactic. Then, like, it was so anticlimactic. And then I think the only other thing that be, that came out of it was that Alice saw Terrence's father put the little paper hat in his pocket, which, again, she could have seen happen some, like, actually, she did see. So when she goes back to the day where the Jabberwocky attacks the, the big party or whatever, in which we think the, the high tops are die, you see the paper hat fly out of the pocket of, his fa- of the father. Mm-hmm. So at that point, she could have been like, oh, he actually kept the paper hat the entire time. Instead of having the entire scene that happened when everyone was kids, that whole yeah. again that whole sequence did could have just been cut out of the. Oh movie. yeah, the whole thing is so convoluted. It's it's wildly complicated. It's so unnecessary. Yeah, I think the only real thing that I really liked was when was when time, the character like comes in and like meets with uh meets with the Hatter, the March Hare, and the Dormouse. They're having their fun. They're, I I admit I did enjoy the puns in regards to time because him him being there, I thought was very very funny. Um, 
but then when he like stops time and makes it so that you are now permanently one minute to tea time until Alice arrives, that I really enjoyed because that is a direct callback to the original Alice in Wonderland story, mm-hmm. right? Because when Alice arrives to, when she arrives at the mad tea party, the reason they are permanently at tea is because time stopped and because they had a, they had a, they, they had a run in with time, right? Mm-hmm. So that I that I liked because that was like, oh, that is a direct reference. That is a scene that gives us a full direct reference to the source material. And I think they I think that particular scene was played quite well because it was funny. The characters were all great and engaging. The uh, like Sasha Baron Cohen and and Johnny Depp are doing a great job of just being silly everybody and was funny. acting their asses off to try Everyone and get was... through this. <laughs> Very much so, but like that scene, I, that scene I did enjoy. So I will say that, that I did like that part because again, I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Where like, I'm a sucker for when creators have those direct references to the source material because to me it shows that they care. Yeah, I to agree. Me, to me, it shows that they know their shit and they and they actually care about the material that they're that they're creating about. Yeah. Right. I mean, you would know. You would know that. You're like you 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 write stuff based on things all the time. Yeah. Right? So like knowing the source material, I think is incredibly important when you're going to do I adaptations. Agree. You have to know it backwards and forwards to be really successful at it and to make like new metaphor out, and, uh, out of it and play with it. It's the same yes, thing yes, we yes. say about painting, right? It's like as once you've mastered the form, you can mess around. That's what Picasso did. And I, I just think it's really important. Music as that, well. Yeah. Take advantage of every single resource you have available to you. If you're doing any kind of adaptation ever. Yep, Even yep, of yep. if it is of style and form. Yep, That's yep. a podcast for another day. Yes. Um, God, I could, I, could, I could literally just keep going. I like, know. Okay, like, like when, they, when, they say, when they say, like, oh, like, what can we do to help Hatter? It's like, oh, time travel. Sure. Sure. Time travel. Okay. Inst- like, again, what I would have done is I would have done it that, like, they would... Alice would have, would arrive in front of everyone and everyone's all worried because Hatter's going crazy, but like different crazy, right? Keep that same idea. She goes to Hatter's house, which I think is adorable. And I love that it looks like a giant top hat. Oh yeah. The little hat house. Love it. I do think that's cute. And if she had come to the house and instead of him being a whiny, mopey little bitch, if he had instead been scrambling around trying to find clues and hints as to how to find his family yeah because again we know the hatter as somebody who gets shit done yeah he was in a fucking battle for god's sake in the last movie like like this character is entirely different oh yeah they just retconned him straight up like it's all retconned like none of the characters like the cheshire cats being awfully helpful doesn't make any sense he's well i mean the cheshire cats like barely there really yeah, but when he is, he's just a nice, chill guy. Cheshire Cat's yeah. a scary character, in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, um, how about yeah. this, Anwar? How about mm. this? I want to know, how many top hats do you give this movie out of ten? One. One top hat? Like, honestly, like, it's just, this This movie is not good. Yeah, I'll, I'd movie, chop like... off the tap-off part, give it half a top half, and just call it a visor. <laughs> just, just the brim. It's yeah. just the brim of the hat. That's what you just get. So, just so that you can look down and be like, oh, God. And just hide just, your like, face hide when your you're eyes, in the, watching your... it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, my God. What else? Fuck. Um, I did like I did like the fact that they included the character of time. Because, again, the character of time is an actual character in like within uh, Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. Am, mm-hmm. I, am I correct? I believe so. I, 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 I would have to reread it. I don't remember him. Um, the only reason I say that is because of, he might be mentioned of, at least. Yeah, is because of the fact that uh, that the Hatter and like is the whole Mad Tea Party thing as to why they were in they were like permanently at tea in the first place. Yeah, but that's not right? mentioned in, in at least the first book. It might be mentioned in Through the Looking Glass because I've only seen that a couple or read that rather a couple of times. But um, is it? Yeah, it's not. It, that's not the reason. Uh, as far as I I remember, I'm gonna have to oh, look and maybe... report back. Then maybe but I'm entirely misremembering. I literally don't know which of us is right. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay. Well, it, that's okay. Um, regardless, like I did enjoy, I did enjoy that particular scene, uh, just because, like, again, the interaction of all the characters in that scene was legitimately I I enjoyed. Um, oh my god. Okay. So 
Yeah. When she escapes time through the looking glass in the little clock shop, there's that weird portal that she there's the portal that she goes through. You hear a bunch of voices and then she wakes up in an insane asylum. I'm going to assume I'm going to assume it's Bedlam. Oh, my gosh. And Mer- Moriarty is there. I think I don't know what Bedlam looked like inside Bedlam, I think, was a little bit more violent. Um, yeah. Not to interrupt, Anwar, but I did just look and you were totally right. Time has punished the Hatter mm. canonically in the novel as well. So, yep, you're correct. Cool. I just okay. forgot. You don't talk to him. You just know that that's what happened. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. Well, then I guess. Okay, cool. I'm right. <laughs> Yay. Uh, well, it's it's more just I'm just glad that I actually oh, said yeah. the right I'm thing. I'm glad that I checked instead of being a, a little wrong mansplainer <laughs> about Alice in Wonderland. Thank you for fact checking me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine, really. Uh, but this whole sequence where she's in that insane asylum. Yeah. All that again, that entire scene did not need to exist. Agreed. It did. It 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 did absolutely nothing for the plot. Yeah. Like like I like I know I was saying that the same thing about the previous about that other scene. Like literally the sequence before it where she's in where she's in the snowy the the fell day or whatever. It's I keep remembering what it's called. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> but when she's in the when she's in the past when she's in the further past. Mm-hmm. but but actually though this whole sequence didn't need to happen yeah but i mean the more the like there's so many frankly useless sequences in this that don't really move the plot along especially because it's time travel and they just keep on doing stuff it's like the movie would be an hour long there's not much to it it's just it's just it's poorly written it 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 it's it's kind of it sits at this kind of like oh i'm kind of enjoying this movie like because i was literally sitting there i was like in in like the first like 20 minutes of the movie like the first bit of the first act and i was like oh i'm actually kind of enjoying this right now you know and then she goes to the looking glass i'm like oh this is really cool and then i'm like Mm -hmm. oh she just falls out of a room that's you can't see that's floating in the sky all right i guess i guess okay sure silly things happen in this world why not and then the whole thing with the Hatter, I'm like, oh, okay. And then, and then they start talking about the time stuff, and I'm like, oh, we're going into this. We're going into something weird. And then she goes yeah. into the time castle. I did like the look of the time castle. I do think I it's like really the in- look too. I do think it's interesting that that he literally like he's he's kind of he he kind of plays the role almost as the three fates from mm-hmm. Greek mythology. Yeah, you know, he has he has like all those um, like all the clocks of. Uh, of or like the pocket watches of people that live in Underland, um, and like, <laughs> frankly, kills a guy. I mean, like, I get it. Like, oh, like his time is up, so his time, you know, you know, he he effectively died of natural causes. I guess I, supp- I suppose. Mm-hmm. But still, and so like, I I I dug that whole thing, and then the time travel stuff happened, and I was like, okay, and then it went, and I was like, all right, yeah. I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> yeah, we're just sort of along prisoners of this movie. We have no say in our own destinies anymore. Just every plot point just happens to us, you know? Yeah, it's like you can't change the past and it's like I mean, that All depends right. on that depends on which which like rule of time travel you look at. Like was was her going back in time to try and and like meeting the Hatter for the first time? Mm-hmm. Uh like when he's kind of a younger adult was that like did that ha- did that actually happen in the past already or is this basically her branching into an inter- into an entirely different like effectively an alternate universe timeline or was she, did she do that already and just does the hatter just forget that he met her yeah. and like was she supposed to stop the clock from or the the queen from hitting her head on the clock right like or, it's or was that or because that the idea behind that, I think, was that like you can try and change time and change the past, but ultimately the events will still occur the same way. So like while while the while the queen didn't hit her head on the clock, she did still slip and fall and bonk her head on the concrete. So she still ultimately did hit her head. So that didn't change. So that's why Alice was like, oh, you can't actually change time. Right. But then the idea is that like, OK, like, again, which time travel rule are you looking at? Are you looking at the one where she was supposed to do that in the first place? Or is this where, you know, the universe will ultimately still try and correct itself no matter how much you change the past kind of thing? Yeah. 
it's just it's all like time travel is already such a tricky convoluted thing like i feel like you have to have your rules set in place and you have to kind of just adhere to the basic concepts of of time travel which admit which on it which really are only like one of three like two or three real rules of time travel right the it's like either you go back in time and you were already supposed to be there in the first place or you go back in time and then you basically create an entirely new timeline and and effectively an alternate universe because you have you know you're supposed to have free will and all this other shit i don't know time travel is just hard time travel is tough time travel is hard and if you're not going to like really figure it out why even make that the plot of your film yeah exactly this is a good as good a time as any to say like don't bother watching this movie (laughs) i mean we basically covered it i don't recommend this movie even as like oh i want to watch a bad stupid movie tonight it's boring you lose two hours of your life and you'll never get them back oh yeah it's 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 not even it's not even entertaining yeah no it just you keep thinking you want something else to happen it does and it doesn't help you no and uh, just ah yeah exactly uh, exactly it, if it just, fru- it just frustrates me because this this sequel did not need to happen yeah but they did it anyway because the first one did so well whoops and and now we're it, stuck with it and it annoys me that just fundamentally that kind of thing whenever studios do that it annoys me me too Right. I mean, like it only hap- it only happens well in certain cases, you know, if you have a well done concrete uh, story in which things make sense. Like Tim Burton didn't even direct this one. No, he didn't. He was a producer on it. Danny Elfman did the music, at least. And that's fine. We love Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman is not the problem. The problem <laughs> is... The problem is everything else about this movie is uh, like, and I'll even say it, the actors were not as good. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they had less to work with, though. That's true. They did have less to work with. But like I was watching and I was like, and I noticed I was like, Helena's not. She's not as as good as she was before. Same with Anne Anne, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway's not nearly as good. Mm -hmm. Um, Johnny Depp was just kind of. There. present i guess yeah you, you know like again like uh nah and like you had yeah. you have so much to work with like with the source material like yeah. why not why not do that like if you really want to do through the looking glass look at like i don't know make it a chessboard make her make alice have to like play chess like she does in the book yeah i would have loved seeing that if the whole thing was a giant chess war would have loved it right like what that that would have seemed more interesting and at the very least that would have given us a, a more interesting climax and something that was that would be a little more s- similar to the previous one i mean grant you we don't want to basically just do another like copy paste kind of idea but at the very least if you're going to if you're going to come back to this world give us something that's either interesting or if you don't have anything original then go back to the source material and see what you can play with. Because that's what they did yeah. in the first one. Absolutely. Like in the previous Absolutely one, agree with you. Yeah, in the previous one, it was a pseudo-original story, but it was, uh, it was uh, they drew a lot of inspiration from the Jabberwocky poem, which is fine, because that's still source material that you can play with, right? And, like, everything they did was effectively original. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just uh, it's just looking at the two movies is so the, 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 the difference and the contrast is so stark, is so insanely different to me that I'm like, whoever decided to greenlight this movie or whoever decided to just follow through with this just did themselves a disservice. Mm-hmm. And and it's really sucks because uh, the director, I think his name was like, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, John, John? I think it was John. What? James, huh? James Bobbin. James. James Bobbin apparently is a big fan of all of this. He's a big fan of Lewis Carroll. And so I'm like, okay, but that doesn't translate. I yeah. didn't see that. I didn't see that Me you neither. were a fan of this. Like, No. I don't know. Yeah, it no, I... Sad. Everything you're saying is just correct. All I can say is yes. Preach. <laughs> uh, Preach to my... me about how terrible this movie is. 
this is my fucking like half hour rant about this movie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take up the majority of the time. No, I I <laughs> loved it. I, honestly, it was hilarious. But um, we should probably let everybody go and you go because you have a busy day ahead of you. And I me do. go because so do I. But um, ah. yeah, uh, final thoughts. Uh, this movie sucks. Skip it and yeah. watch literally watch both Alice in Wonderlands instead. And yes, you've seen enough. Yes. Uh, this mo- the budget for this movie was 170 million dollars. It made it, the box office was 300 million. Oof. So by all accounts, it was effectively a flop. And honestly, I don't blame it. Yeah. Yeah. No, this I, movie was just a box office bomb, and I was like, yeah, because you barely made like you barely made back your budget of both production and advertising. Because advertising yeah. usually makes up for it. Usually doubles the budget, doesn't it? More or less, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's how that works. I forget. I'm not sure. Mm. But regardless, mm-hmm. this movie's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What's next week? What What do we watch next week? Oh shit! Uh, what's oh well? Next week we're going back to uh, we're jumping back into the actual Silver Age uh, timeline again, uh, mm-hmm. and it is oh, it's Peter. Oh boy. It's that'll Peter be, Pan. That'll be heavy. Okay. Well, okay. So since we're having Peter Pan, come on. Come on. Yes. Like he's going to be a character. Peter Pan's going to come on the show next gonna, week. Peter Pan's going to come on the podcast. Uh, no, since we're having Peter on, I think it would be, a, again, oh my God, that doesn't, that sentence doesn't work. Since we're talking about Peter Pan, the film, mm-hmm. I think it would be a good idea to have one of our indigenous friends come on and make, and talk about the uh, the portrayal of the of the indigenous folks in this film, good in call. Peter Pan, I think that would be a good idea. Absolutely, what do you think? yeah, I'm in. You're we'll in. See who we can get. Amaze balls. We'll get yeah. someone. We'll have an interesting talk. All right. Yes. Any final thoughts, my friend? Uh, yeah. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, yep. Uh. The Matterhorn's a good roller coaster. Oh, yes. And, of course, the Matterhorn is a great roller coaster. It's a classic. I hope they never take it down. And if they do, there will be riots. Yeah. And I'll lead them. Indeed. And that's that's it. Goodbye. Yes. But, yes. Farewell, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, Don't watch the as, movie. As they say, as they say in the movie, uh, Fair, Fair, and Alice... Which actually, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind that saying. Actually, I think it's quite nice. But it only really works if you're talking to somebody who's actually named Alice. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it just fair, Farron? I don't know. I think that's the phrase. Anyway. Yes. Fair, Farron, uh, Alice. Fair, Farron. Uh, follow us on the socials at cast yeah. underscore diz on Twitter and Instagram, and then facebook.com slash discast. Uh, yeah. Follow us and chat with us. We'll we talk will. To you soon. We will talk to you all next week about peter pan can't wait bye Bye.